It's time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732 748 1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Good evening. Thank you for joining me for Here's the Thing. I'm Lauren Cardinal, your host. If you missed the intro, I'm board certified hypnotherapist and certified life coach. I help my clients jump back into their lives. If you want to change your life, it starts with changing your mind. Welcome and thank you for joining me. Do you ever have trouble falling asleep at night because your mind is racing? Then maybe wake up in the morning not very well rested and have that feeling of here we go again or I don't know how I'm going to get through, get it all done today. And maybe even this has got to stop. Do you find that you finish your day and realize you haven't eaten anything? And what's worse, you weren't even hungry all day? And the moment you relax, you have a voracious appetite. Or maybe you don't ever relax enough to even feel that hunger. Or when you do, you just get indigestion when you eat. Maybe you've lost weight without even trying, just because you never felt hungry. Do you find yourself just planning for just the next few hours because you don't have the space in your head to think beyond that point? Is your mind so full that you no longer easily remember things? Does your heart race when you think about all you have to do? Do you find that you may be working more hours or involved in more things, yet you actually feel less productive than you used to? Do you have trouble focusing on something? on anything? Are you always trying to beat the clock? What more can I get done? I have five minutes, let me try and do this. Does your inner voice overwhelm all of your other senses? So focused on what's going on in your mind that you don't hear what's going on around you? You don't even necessarily see it? Oh, I didn't notice you there. Do you talk faster? Do you interrupt people more? Maybe you just notice how irritated you are with people around you. If you said yes to any of these things, then this show is for you. Tonight's show is about stress, the hidden representations of stress and what to do about it. That's right, we're going to talk about stress and what you can do about it right now to change your experience about stress in your life. And if there's time towards the end of the show, I'll do a visualization with you for sleeping better starting tonight. How about that? If you'd like to talk about any stressful situation that you're experiencing, the stress that you are feeling, please call. The lines are open, 732-748-1079. And if I say something and it hits a point with you, just pick up the phone and call in. I can easily stop to take your call. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about stress. It's too important. 732-748-1079.
First off, tonight's show is brought to you by North Star Asset Management. They're investment advisors located in Panther Valley with over 30 years of investment experience. You can check them out online at www.nstarinvest.com. They've been helping people create long-term success with their financial plans by choosing the appropriate withdrawal rate. If you're at a distance from their location and aren't sure of whether or not you're in their service area, just give them a call. John or Andrew may be able to come to you. For more information, call 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or you can find them online at www. Nstarinvest.com. I'll also mention that last week's show was about finding more comfort in the discomfort of conflict. And if you missed the show, or you'd like to hear it again, or you'd like to listen to any of the prior shows, you can find the podcasts on my website, www.laurencardinal.com. And I'd also like to take a moment to welcome the Sussex County listening audience to the show on WRSK 97.5 FM, broadcasting from Sussex County Community College. On Saturday mornings on 97.5, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., shows will be played on a pre-recorded basis. And for my Sussex County listeners, if you'd like to listen live or even call into the show, the live shows are on Monday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on 107.9 WOLD Radio. You can listen to the show on the internet at WOLDradio.com or through the TuneIn Radio app on your phone or the free WOLD mobile app for your iPhone or Apple device. And the last thing I'll mention before we get on topic again is what's coming up for me. Uh, on Wednesday, I'm getting ready to start the next series of group sessions beginning June 7th. How many times have you said to yourself, I'm going to start eating better today, or I'm going to start exercising today or tomorrow, or I'm going to get back on track today? If you're like most people, most of us, probably more times than you can count, right? The ups and downs of trying to shed the pounds and get in shape can be extremely frustrating but there is a way to get out of the cycle, a way to create the body you want without the pressure and stress, a way to both get in shape and create a relationship with your body that you love. I'm offering a block of four weekly sessions from Wednesday, June 7th through June 28th, a new session each week with a CD to take with you. Change your behaviors, get back in control, get healthier, and feel great. If you'd like to participate, please reach out, 973-418-2170 directly, or you can go to my website, www.laurencardinal.com. Great. Now on with the show. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And tonight we're talking about becoming more aware of the hidden signs of stress and what you can do about it. What you can do about it right now. Back in March, my first show actually, we talked about stress. It's been three months, but I felt the need to bring it up again. In fact, I think it's important enough, I might do a show about it every three months. 
Why, you ask? Because several times recently, I've been asked, what issues do you work with the most in your hypnotherapy practice? My answer is, and has been, stress and anxious feelings. Because it's about how they relate to fears, how they relate to weight goals, to smoking cessation. Uh, People might tend to eat when they're stressed, preventing them from eliminating the weight. Smoking cessation, again, smoking when they're stressed or feeling anxious. Countless times I've heard, oh, it just calms me down. It just calms me down. Stress and anxious feelings and how they relate to fertility, how they relate to getting sick, your immunity, and how they relate to healing. So stress and anxious feelings really are at the core of what I see the most in all of those various aspects of the sessions that we do. What's more, of late, my clients who have been experiencing stress and anxious feelings have been getting younger and younger, even preteens coming into my office because of nervous feelings and what they tell me are anxiety attacks. They're heart racing, can't think, have to go to the bathroom, having trouble breathing. And any of these clients, when they explain with the self-proclaimed anxiety, I will always work with their therapist. I ask for a therapist or if they've seen a physician first, number one, to get the appropriate diagnosis. Otherwise, I refer to it as anxious feelings. If somebody is calling it anxiety, I want to know that it's been diagnosed as anxiety or a generalized anxiety disorder. And I work with a therapist or the physician in a way that's right for that, that individual, that client. And the parents when it has to do with teens or preteens. So as young as preteens, and as I've mentioned in the past, when things come together, I've been asked these questions and the younger clients in my office, when things come together like that for me, I'm going to talk about it. It comes up in my mind as something that needs to be discussed, and so here it is. I think it's time to get the conversation going around this topic because of what it does to people and their life experiences. So let's have a conversation. You can call in to talk at 732-748-1079. Let's talk about what's going on in your life that you'd like to change. So what exactly is stress? Stress is an ingrained and immediate reaction, not a response. That's different. A response implies choice. A reaction is not about choice. So stress is an ingrained and immediate reaction over which we seemingly have no control. And this ingrained reaction was originally designed to be beneficial. And it still is as it pertains to survival. The trouble lies in the perception, in the way that we perceive the threat, that threat for survival. And it's different for everyone. Certainly we would all have that perceived threat for survival if somebody was threatening our life, if somebody came up to us and or was robbing our house or something along those lines. When we're talking about the perception of the stress and the the reaction, the stress reaction as it relates to work 
or obligations, that's different. We kick in with the survival mode, but that's not necessarily survival. The stress reaction is actually the fight or flight response. More accurately, the fight or flight response is really the freeze, flight, then fight response. In fact, I heard an example once, not too long ago, about the the fight or flight response and the freeze part of it first. The example was, if you're all, if you're with a, your family or a group of friends and you're at someone's house sitting down to dinner and the doorbell rings and it's somebody unexpected, what happens? Everybody just goes quiet. You freeze. And then you wait and see if you need to flee or if you need to fight. Now, obviously, when you're having dinner with friends, the need to flee or fight isn't as present, but it's an example to show you that that first response is actually to freeze. And then our intuition kicks in and we have the reaction of whether to flee or fight. But when that happens, when we have that flight or fight, the blood goes away from your brain and into your extremities so that you can escape. Thinking is not part of that. So think about your stress responses. You're not hungry all day. Why? Because the focus of your mind and body is not on digestion. It's on survival. Why are your thoughts foggy? Because the focus of your mind and body is not on thinking. It's on survival. Why might you have to eliminate more frequently when you're particularly stressed? Because the focus of your body and your mind is eliminating everything that would slow you down. In fact, I'll keep it clean. Have you ever heard the term, it scared the expletive out of me? Well, that's what happens. When you are in that fight or flight, your body is getting rid of anything that it doesn't need. You may vomit or you may eliminate. The body eliminates what it can't or won't use. It's an amazingly efficient process, don't you think? It just doesn't always serve us the best when we need it not in life or death situations. So what does that mean? It means that in those times your mind and body are fighting for survival. When you're feeling stress, every system of your body is affected. Your immune response is suppressed. You won't heal as well. You may get sick more easily. You may actually feel more pain. Fertility is suppressed. And for those of you feeling Feeling the stress, you may already know that sleep is affected. When sleep is affected, it affects your focus, your clear thinking, even metabolizing. You metabolize more slowly, which results in weight gain. Your body just doesn't function properly. And the reasons we have the stress reaction are different for everyone. What are your reasons? Is it a supervisor who will yell if you don't get the job done or get it done right? Is it the expectation of perfection in the work you do? Is it a long commute 
each and every day? Is it the need to earn more money that has you working more hours with no time for yourself? Is it staying in a toxic environment because you don't believe you have any other options? What about family stresses? Supporting your family? Doing it all? If you'd like to talk about your situation, the stress that you are feeling, please call. The lines are open at 732-748-1079. Again, if I say something and it resonates with you, just pick up the phone and call. Let's talk about this. It's 732-748-1079. What's a change that needs to happen in your world to relieve your stress? Identify maybe something big, maybe something general, something that needs to change. And give me a call. Let's break it down to smaller, doable action steps. I've said it before, action can make the difference. A phone call, an email, just reaching out to ask somebody for help on one little thing, Taking one small action step changes the energy. It changes your energy. Your mindset then becomes about doing something. So identify that thing that needs to change and give a call. We'll do some coaching around it. 732-748-1079. If you've listened to the show frequently, you know that I like to include quotes at the end, but there was one that I actually kind of got a kick out of, and I didn't want to close with it because it definitely, um, I think, is more appropriate earlier on when we're thinking about our stress and our responses to it, our reactions to it. So I'm going to read this to you. It says, I stress about stress before there's even stress to stress about. Then I stress about stressing over stress that doesn't need to be stressed about. It's very stressful. So, and believe me, I think because it's stress, I mean, it's probably one of the more common words that we've used in our English language. Stress, pressure, very common. And I know what that's like. I'm here talking about it in ways that we can make adaptations and change it, but I've experienced it. At one time, while I was building my business, I was holding three part-time jobs and trying to manage a family. The pressure that I felt to be available to still cook dinners, to help with homework, to go on class trips, not to mention the things that I like to do and continuing to exercise or to go for additional training or even volunteering and still needing to bring in money towards our financial commitments. And what about those jobs I had? I don't consider myself a slouch, so I wanted to do them well, like we all do. We all want to do the jobs that we have well. And if for those of you that listened last week, when I talked about conflict and things that come up for us that we... We own, if you spot it, you got it. And I talked about one of the things that I had was about being lazy in work. 
So I certainly wasn't being lazy, now was I? And this isn't to show you how much I can handle. I bring this up to show you how crazy that all was. It was just ridiculous. What ended up happening as a result of all of this, all of that, is that I did nothing well. Not exactly what I pictured. And my point in sharing this with you is twofold. One, to let you know that I get it. I can relate. We want it all. And two, I know how things can build. We start out small and we keep building and adding more things without even realizing it. Sure, I can do that. Sure, I can do that. It is a job to keep things simple. And I will tell you that with my perspective on not wanting to be lazy as it relates to work, it's something that cycles around for me. I often say that I think I keep a pretty good perspective on the important things in life, but things creep up. And we find ourselves, I find myself busier than I planned, busier than I expected, and busier than I want to be. So then it becomes a process of pulling back, pulling back. We may hear of, thing, hear of things and we want to do them. We hear of things that others are doing, want to participate in. Oh, yeah, give me a call. Let's do that. Let's do that. And all of a sudden there's something else that's added to your schedule. And we try to fit it in. And all good things. Maybe we just want to handle it all, handle everything. I'm remembering a caller several weeks back, and it was maybe even the first show about stress. Uh, this individual was taking care of a parent in the house. Her husband was ill. Her kids were still living at home. And if I remember correctly, she was still cooking for them and doing their laundry. I may, may be mistaken on that. And she was going back to school for a nursing degree. There's no denying that that is a lot to handle. The difference is in the perception. We can handle a lot of things, a lot of work, if we love it. Hard work with excitement or hard work for survival. If we feel like we're doing it to survive, therein lies the stress reaction. Why do we do these things to ourselves? I've noticed over time and was again reminded on Friday when I, actually, when I did take a, a school trip with my kids. I was speaking to an acquaintance and I asked how she was doing and her answer was busy. And then she proceeded to tell me every detail of how busy she was. And I get it. She's feeling the pressure of things coming up for her in the next few weeks as a teacher. It's totally understandable. What I was intrigued about by the conversation, however, was that feeling that I seem to get every so often. And I don't know if I'm the only one, but I certainly feel it. That in my experience, it's that feeling of how people try to outdo each other and what they can handle in their stress. And I don't understand why. It's not only about, to me, it just seems like it's not only about keeping up with the Joneses anymore. It's about how you can do as much as the Joneses with less, less sleep, less money, whatever it is. And there's something about the struggle that warrants more attention, more um, accolades. 
I don't know, maybe your experiences are different. I just find it out interesting in how things have shifted in that way because we reward it. We all love the movies where somebody comes from behind and wins. Me of all people, I'm the one that's there with the tears at the end saying, yes, go, he did it, he did it. I'm cheering everyone on. And hard work does pay off. It absolutely does. But the point that I'm trying to make is there's a way to work hard and keep your balance. The hard work that causes us to go in survival mode should be when we need to survive. Otherwise, what's the cost? The cost is your health, your relationships, and the goals and results you had hoped to have for yourself. And I think of my younger clients and the pressure they feel at such a young age. I may be getting a bit on my soapbox about this, but isn't it time for a change? Isn't it time for a change? Okay, we have a couple callers. Uh, Kim? We'll go to Kim. Yeah. Hello, Kim. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Kim? I'm great. Great topic. Great topic. It's apropos, right? We all feel it. We yes, all feel it. We do. So what's on your mind tonight? Well, a couple of things I heard. Um, I, I love what you just said about people racing to outdo each mm. other in, in um, trying to get so many things done and, you know, look at me, I can do this and I can do that. Um, so I I'm not the only one that sees that? Oh, no, definitely okay. not. I, I see it around me a lot with some of my friends and acquaintances and things like that. Um, that I have to admit, though, that's one thing I never did do because I kind of know when I'm exhausted and I won't run to outdo anyone. I need to actually outdo my own self, um, right. you know, within. But um, I thought about something the other night. I, You know how the little kids have the alphabet blocks, you sure. know, when they're infants? Mm-hmm. Well, I was picking up my niece's alphabet blocks, and I was rushing, and I was picking them all up, you know, gathering them in my arms. Instead of being sensible and pulling the whole block box over and putting them in there, no. I decided to rush <laughs> and pick them up. And as I was going towards the, the box for them, they started dropping. Mm-hmm. And every time I bent down to pick up one, three fell. Mm-hmm. And I bent down to pick up another. And all of a sudden, I stopped and I started laughing. I had, I don't know if you consider this an epiphany, but I'll try it anyway. I stopped and I just started laughing because it reminded me right then and there with all the stress that I have in my life, trying to conquer everything at one time is not the way to do it because they keep falling. They Mm -hmm. keep falling apart. Mm -hmm. Then I don't accomplish the goals I need to accomplish. I don't accomplish the self-satisfaction that I'm trying to accomplish because I'm rushing so much to to do everything and pick everything up and carry it with me and get it done, and I can do this. Just mm-hmm. like those blocks, that's mm-hmm. when I stopped. And this just happened the other night. That's when I stopped and it hit me. I can't do all of this at one time. Not just the blocks, just everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you mention that, and if my husband is listening right now, he'll he'll get a chuckle out of this too, because similarly, I've used the metaphor or the simile that – like you dropping the blocks, uh, my my imagery was around the laundry. And when you're picking laundry out of the, the dryer and, you know, a couple socks fall yeah. and you pick up the sock, but then three thing three socks fall yeah. on the other side. And yeah. when we get to that point of 
not being able to pick up all the socks when your life feels like we're not able to get all the socks. Okay, that's a sign something needs to change. At least it is for me. And I've used that with him. Like, I'm picking up the socks again. The socks are falling. Okay. So I totally know what you mean. Yes, excellent analogy. That's funny. I I think um, it's so hard for us not to do the things we need to do. And the other point I thought you made was very valid. If it's hard work for survival, yes, because Mm -hmm. that's human nature. We're Mm -hmm. going to do what we have to do. If it's hard work for keeping up with the Joneses or whatever, or just to say, to show people I can be a superhuman, you're taking a toll on your body, your mind, your emotions, Mm -hmm. everything, and you're putting yourself last. Absolutely. And there's also the opportunity for some significant resentment to build. And resentment is the one-two punch because it's the combination of stress and anger. Two two very powerful emotions that that can have physical consequences. Yes. And then sometimes that anger is projected to people you love when in essence, if you look, step way, way back and look at it, you've caused your own anger. Mm Mm-hmm. And not, not that being angry at yourself is any prettier, because it really isn't, but really, when you step back and look at it, you've caused this stress. In some cases, um, you've caused some of this problem. And I say again, in some cases, as it relates back to the woman you were talking about who, you know, took care of her mother and father, and sure. she had um, sickness, and that's a different ball game. I've been down that road before. That's totally different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I think a lot of us sometimes cause our stress when we're trying to be superhuman. And there's nothing wrong with turning around and saying, you know, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I mm-hmm. would like to help you, but I really can't. And we've always been taught we can do anything. And I think there's that thin line there. Our parents want us to think I can because they want us to succeed and they want to give us a positive launching pad in thinking, yes, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. But there's, I, I guess, being an adult now, if I, if you can call me an adult, um, <laughs> there's such a thin line there. Sure. Because you really have to look out and say, you know, I can't do this. I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I'm not taking care of myself. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to be that for, here for that person and another way for this person. It, it can't be done. Right. And I think, I think the idea behind... Um, our parents championing us, me as a coach championing you, of course you can do whatever you put your mind to. There's always a give and take. There's always a give and take. If you want to exercise in order to find that time in your schedule, what will you have to give up? That give and take. And we can do anything that we put our minds to. The key is doing it for enjoyment. And yes, there is good stress also, and it can take its toll. But doing things because we enjoy it is different than doing yes. things out of obligation, which if we're doing things out of love, the love obligation, that too doesn't, may not, may not feel as stressful. It's those obligations that we have that perhaps we've created or we feel trapped in that right. create that survival mode, that fight or flight, and those physical responses that we experience on a daily basis that may get worse over time. Because I've spoken about the fact that every emotion has a physical presentation in your body. Mm, right, exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
I was just going to say, it takes it takes a toll on our nerves. It takes a toll on the way we eat, the way we sleep. Absolutely. The way we digest food, the way the brain functions, the way we perceive things, the way we hear things. Medically speaking, that amount of stress and that type of stress can take a toll on your body, uh, physically and mentally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we start experiencing all the things that I was talking about earlier on. Kim, it was great to have your call. I'm coming up against a break here. Uh, okay. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you so much. Keep up. I'll be listening to the rest of the show. It's an excellent topic. Excellent. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for calling okay. in. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. For those of you who are retired or close to it, have you taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to the long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908 850 9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or find them on the web at nstarinvest.com. And now back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD and your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal. Tonight we're talking about the hidden signs of stress and what to do about it. This is Here's the Thing. If you'd like to get a call and get some coaching around the stress that you're experiencing in your life, the number to call is 732-748-1079. Right now, we have George calling from Texas on hold. So, hello, George. Hello, Lauren. How are you tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. And if you're expecting a, te- a Texas accent, I have to tell you, I spent the first half of my life in New York, so that stayed with me. I'm down <laughs> okay. here in Texas for the last so, 38 years or so. Uh, anyway, um, great. Uh, I love your show. I've been listening to it for several weeks, and you're right on target with the things that I know about. Uh, Thank the you. one thing I wanted to discuss with you a little bit is I have, uh, I, in the first 10, 12 minutes of your show, I think you were almost describing me to a T. Um, I had some medical issues last summer, mm-hmm. and um, the stress level got to be, like, insane. And uh, I ended up on uh, prescription medications, mm-hmm. okay, uh, one of which is a prozolam and the other is something else. But one was an antidepressant and one was a anti-anxiety. Now, the anti-anxiety I'm still trying to get off of. And uh-huh. I'm working okay. on it hard. I'm, I'm down from three a day to a half half a pill a day. So Fantastic. There, but, I, but, but I still can't get through a day without it because I start to get lightheaded and dizzy. And they, now my doctor tells me this could go on for six or eight months. And I, I just love your show because I, people don't realize the importance of, of uh, 
how to get rid of the, the, the stress and, and how easy it is to become, and I hate to use the word addicted, but dependent on a, on a mm-hmm. drug. You know, you, you think to yourself, how could this be? Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about it, and I found out firsthand, it's just, you know, you take a drug, you feel great, okay, well, if one works, two must be better. Uh-huh. And, boy, and boy, that just didn't work at all, and uh, getting off of it is horrible, but the, the reason I called is, I've had this now since, well, about last August, uh, through September and all through the winter months. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem that I have is that I'm anxious and stressed about stuff, but I really don't have any reason to be, <laughs> really. And I don't, this may sound silly, but I think I'm anxious about getting off the anti-anxiety medications. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. like, it, it's just like a... a a bad dream, you know, the whole thing. You, you want to get off them, and you think, well, what's going to happen if I get off them? Am I going to go back to being anxious? And I that was makes just going to say, more anxious, so sure. I want to get another pill. Sure, it, it's a that that cycle. You know, for what you're describing, it's not too dissimilar for, for than someone that I think of as far as um, coming to me for a smoking cessation. Probably, because yeah. it's the idea, aside from the the physical responses the physical dependence on that there is a psychological dependence i don't know how that relates to the um, anti-anxiety medication that you're taking exactly but in speaking of cigarettes for smoking there's a physical um, dependence there's also the psychological dependence and sometimes the resistance that i experience in the sessions is that exactly what you described what will I feel like? What will I do after oh, this I, is gone? I, I can imagine that. I've never smoked, but I've watched people come off of it. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would. I would say you're absolutely right. That there's a big similarity there. They, they, you want to get off of it, but you, you can't. Right. You're too anxious. Yeah. Too anxious about what right. would, how you would feel, because you know the feeling of how it worked for you. Mm-hmm. To not have that as you described, makes you feel anxious because when you don't have that, what resources do you have? And that is a great opportunity for hypnotherapy, both for the smoker and for what you're experiencing with doctor's approval, of course, to work with you so that you feel like you have those resources, that you have the tools that you need to, to feel the way that you want to feel after you've released the anti-anxiety medication from your life. I also want to point out to you, to just take um, a moment, two things that I heard that I wanted to address with you. Um, one thing you said, I, I can't stop or I can't get through a day without it. And right. in my mind as a hypnotherapist, when I hear a statement like that, I can't get through a day without it, that's an affirmation. Uh-huh. And there's an opportunity there And you may feel like it's difficult to get through a day or you haven't yet. But saying I can't get through a day without it is kind of like making a command to your subconscious. So changing that around a little bit of uh, making progress. Every day is better so that that thought isn't even what comes into your mind. Okay, well, I had one today. Maybe I'll cut that tomorrow. Something so that... You're feeling more positive, and it's not the, I can't do this. Yeah, that, that's what I try to do. And today, uh, for just for an example, yesterday I got through, oh, till 
Now, these, these pills I used to take, one at night, one in the morning, and one about midday. Mm-hmm. So, and they were three full pills. Now, I've cut those in half, and I take half of one once a day. And what I've been trying to do is push that one time a day later and later. Okay. So today mm-hmm. I got through till about 4 o'clock. Great. Before I needed anything. And then I was sitting watching TV, and I got these weird feelings. And it's funny because you take this half a pill, and 20 minutes later you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, which is the scary part because you really, I really don't understand how they work. But I know that it, it, I've been told by several doctors, and the plan I'm on, they told me it could take six to eight months to get off them. Mm-hmm. And I've been mm-hmm. on it about two and a half, and I'm down from three to a half. So that's I, I great. That's pretty, pretty that is, good, that's but, great progress. But it's still scary because I don't know what, you know, if I'm going to get anxious again. Um, Actually, most of the medical stuff has been taken care of, and I am retired and, you know, financially okay and all that, and I really have nothing to stress over, and that's the scary part is I stress over nothing. Have you always, have have you been, uh, sure, um, because sometimes that, I don't want to say it's our default, but we kind of, if, if you felt, if you've had anxious feelings in the past, let's say before you started the medication, it's almost like it's a, a, it could be a comfortable place or it's it's where you know to go as far as your feelings. And sure, it feels great to have that medication. And I definitely want to commend you for releasing it as quickly as you have. Because when you're feeling that, that relief, you know how good you can feel. And to right, know right. that you want to release that from your life and you've done that much progress that quickly is fantastic. And well, I hope yeah, that you it, see it, that from from the outside. It may not feel like it from the inside, but definitely drastic yeah. steps from the outside. I feel like I've, I feel like I've made good progress with it. I, I just, you know, <laughs> I get anxious because I want it to be over. You know, I want to get off of it totally. But sure, it's, been, it, it's tough. And that my uh, the two doctors that I've been to said, don't rush off of it because that's worse. Just mm-hmm. let it. Sure. That much I do know about the medications because of yep. what you were describing, the dizzy feelings and some other some right. other feelings it's that you have in taking and yourself. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, you take one of these things, and um, and I, the, the scary part is they tell me this could last well, six, eight months after you're totally off of it, too. You would get these periods, and you... And it's, you know, how... And I don't have to tell you how hard it is not to reach for one when you get that way. Sure, sure. You know, because it's the relief is there. You know, you yeah. know the feeling that you would get. So the fact that you are waiting and waiting later in the day for it to to yeah. take that small now smaller pill is it shows the dedication on your part that you are you are determined oh, to am. release this. I am. I got to get off of it. I mean, there's no two ways. I you know I can't uh, and the the. Um, the other pill they gave me, the anti, um, not the anti-anxiety, but the depression pill, mm-hmm. three days of that, and that was enough of that. That's mm. a great pill if you want to sleep for three days. Mm. I, mean, I, mm-hmm. I was like, a, I was, you know, out of it. So I quit that right away. Well, you know what, I'm I've also... I've always been all my life, I had a very stressful job, but I'm retired now for 22 years. So I haven't been near that. But the job was stressful, but I dealt with that without any medication way mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. and uh it's just this is well and in the job it's i mean if you had a stressful job in the job the the stress and the anxious feelings that you had in the job almost sound like they were par for the course well they, they were. were they were and, and now that you're retired 
that's no they, longer they par for help. the course. And yet, it's, it's your default. It's what you go back to because it's a known place for you. That There is a certain um, chemical response that we get from those feelings. I, I don't know if I would say that it's an adrenaline thing, but there's, there is a comfort in old familiar feelings and creating exactly. situations for that. So I do think that there is... There definitely could be a benefit in working together with hypnotherapy. Now, you're in Texas. Yep. If, if you're going to be in New Jersey, definitely say, come see me. If not, anytime soon, then I can certainly put you in touch with a hypnotherapist in Texas so okay. that you can get started with that because you do have all of the tools and the resources that you need to make mm -hmm. these changes for yourself. And the biggest the biggest impetus for make for being able to make those changes is the fact that you want it. Oh yeah. The client's desire is the biggest the makes the biggest difference in being able to achieve the changes. Well, I appreciate it and uh, it's nice that you know that I can talk to somebody about it that knows what what we go through with this. And not, not only me, but I'm sure there's other people Got to get on these medications and have these problems. I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure, yeah. and I really appreciate you giving a call on that and sharing that with the listeners. And thank you for li for listening all the way from Texas. Oh yeah, well I got uh, some friends in New York that told me about the show, and I said, oh, that sounds like it's right up my alley. Great, great. Well, I hope you. A. I've been a Type A all my life, and uh, just trying to relax now. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope you okay. call in again soon. Um, if will, you'd like to reach out to I'll me offline, you know how, I'll let you know how it goes. Great. And if, you, if you're looking for somebody in Texas, just reach out to me and I can take a look and uh, recommend somebody for you. But please stay in touch. That. Great. Appreciate Thanks for show. the call. Do, you do a great job. Thank you. Thank you very much, George. Great. What a great call. Thanks so much to George for sharing that information with us. I'm sure it's something we can all relate to, whether it's sweets that we eat at night that we want to release, whether it's smoking, whether it's anti-anxiety um, medication. I think what he described is something that we all can relate to in some way, shape, or form. So thank you for sharing that. And I also wanted to mention earlier, I, before the call, I started about and I spoke about that every emotion that we have has a physical presentation in our bodies, the good and the bad. Um, so asking the question, what will prolonged stress or anxiety do to your body? And that doesn't even, doesn't even include the fact that prolonged stress and anxious feelings can lead to feelings of depression. Again, if you feel like you're in that that area, I would encourage you to seek out the advice of your physician or your therapist for any specific diagnosis. But feeling those anxious feelings and the stress for long periods of time, that prolonged period of time, actually create chemical changes in your brain. And I know that I'm laying it on pretty thick here about the stress and anxiety, but it's important to take action on this. So the action what to do about it what action can you do right now you can change your mind that's what you can do change your mind have you heard the expression one day or day one you decide taking action one small step now and stress is most often at the emotional level if we think of 
a stack of papers being completed by 5 p.m. That's not a survival issue. But if it's that way in your mind, creating that stress reaction, that's an emotional response. And two weeks ago, the show that I did was uh, I talked about the truths and the myths of hypnosis, and we discussed how hypnosis helps people gain control and clarity of things at an emotional level. And that's part of the reason why when I spoke with George, I mentioned the, the benefits I think there can be in working in hypnotherapy. Because at the emotional level, that's where things, where change can begin. You know, it's funny, I read a quote just today, um, Carl Jung great psychiatrist of, of years past. Carl Jung says that until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life. So awareness, bringing things up from the emotional level so that you can address it and make the changes. There was also um, an article this Sunday, I think it was this Sunday in the New Jersey Herald by Dr. Oz and Dr. Roizen about the healing power of your mind. And in the article, I actually have it here with me. In the article, the authors discuss the powerful medicine pact in your mind. It can ease pain, it can promote immune strength and speed healing. And by tuning into your body, you can dispel stress. And by channeling positive thoughts toward your ailing body parts, you can have a major positive effect. And that's hypnotherapy, folks. The study they quoted by Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and Harvard Medical School says that there are quantifiable changes in the brain chemistry when the mind believes changes are taking place. And I quote from the article, you have the ability to modulate pain and ease symptoms for many disorders and conditions just by stimulating your body to produce symptom easing chemicals. That can be done through visualizations. It can be done with guided imagery. They mentioned a few other things. Um, well, certainly hypnotherapy. That's one of the reasons that I brought it up. Um, guided imagery, the mind-based stress reduction, bringing your mind into your body, taking a breath, taking it out of the external things going around. Um, but there's proof that you can radically alter your body's physiology just by changing your mind. And hypnotherapy and the other tools change your mindset so you're making changes in your perception. This removes the feelings of stress. Then it's time to consider how your life might need to change. If you remove the stress, what external things might need to change in your life? We talked about uh, I brought up maybe it's a long commute, maybe it's your job, maybe it's a supervisor, maybe it's a relationship. What other things in your life that are causing that stress might need to change or be tweaked or somehow shifted? And to determine those things and make those changes, you can only do that making those decisions when your head is clear and you have the ability to respond, not react to your experience. So you change your mind, you change your perception, and then it becomes a reality. Again, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal. We have just a few minutes left. We're talking about the hidden signs of stress and what to do about it. With only a few minutes left, I don't know that we're going to get to the visualization tonight. 
don't know, think there's enough time for it, but we might have time for one more quick call. If anybody would like to call in, 732-748-1079. I wanted to mention there's a, a book that I read a while back by Dr. Lissa Rankin. And I believe I've spoken of it previously as well. It's a great book. Her book is titled Mind Over Medicine, Scientific Proof That You Can Heal Yourself. Dr. Rankin is a medical doctor by training, but she's changed her approach based on what she's learned over time about all of the parts of life that are included in illness and the diagnosis. It's not just about asking the questions about the disease state, but also asking questions about the patient's life. And I want to mention a couple of the questions that she changed her intake form to include. I think it's really, uh, and she mentions in her book that by asking these questions, that her patients are able to get much better insight into their own conditions and what they need to do to change. So I'm going to ask you the questions that she has in her book. If you could break any rule without consequence, what rule would you break? Think about that. Second question, are you in a romantic relationship? And if so, are you happy? If not, do you wish you were? Do you feel like you're in touch with your life's purpose? Big question. Do you feel stressed about money? Do you feel spiritually connected? If your health condition had a message to deliver to you, what would it say? And here's the big question. What does your body need in order to heal? Now that question I find interesting also because she mentions that when she first started asking the question, she stated that she thought her patients would give her treatment intuitions like, oh, I think I'll skip that drug and try this supplement instead. But what she found was different. They said things like, I need to leave my toxic relationship. I need to quit my job. I need to forgive my father. I need to finally write my novel. I need to move to a different location. And sometimes her patients would take action on these items and sometimes they wouldn't. But that's also by asking these questions of yourself and determining what your needs are, whether there's a medical condition or not. Uh, stress can often, not always, can often relate in our bodies as a medical condition, even if it's short-lived. But these are important questions to ask on any basis. And if you find that your questions are answered by those things, similar things, like I need to quit my job, I need to forgive, I need to leave my toxic relationship, and you're hesitant about making those changes, similar to our call with Kim earlier, you can do anything you put your mind to. Working with a coach, whether it's me or someone else, can help you slowly but surely take the action steps to make those changes in your life. And if you hit any blocks along the way, like I can't do this, I can never do this, I'm too scared, that's a great time for hypnotherapy to deal with it at the emotional level. So in closing, if you're interested in a hypnosis session or moving forward, 
with sustained results through coaching for stress or any other issue, please call 973-418-2170 or visit my website at laurencardinal.com. And for my Sussex County listeners at WRSK on 97.5, if you'd like to call into the live show, please call next Monday night between 7 and 8 p.m. I'll be looking forward to talking with you. It's time to change this stretch stress situation it's time to take action what is your life worth these mountains that you're carrying you are only supposed to climb i'd like to thank my sponsor north star asset management i'd like to thank our callers kim and george and i'd like to thank you for joining me tonight so set your phone calendar alarm and tune in next week at 7 p.m you don't want to miss the show we'll be talking about money until then keep it light smile and enjoy good night For those of you who are retired or close to it, have you taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to the long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or find them on the web at nstarinvest.com.